Happy Saturday, everybody, and welcome back to Unbothered with Josh Morani. Yes, today is a special Saturday edition of the Unbothered podcast. I'm going to go over the NFL win under totals for each NFL team and see if I agree with what the odds makers have put out there uh, for this coming season compared to what their actual win total was last season and how things are shaping up this coming season. And then I'm going to get into the NBA Finals. We are even at two apiece. They have split the games uh, at home and... Now we are going into a pivotal Game 5 where just around 75-80% of the teams that win Game 5 that are tied to 2-2 end up winning the best of seven series. And tonight, the New York Rangers face elimination. Can they stave that off? Or is tonight their night to be done? Cover all that. But first, let's get started with the question, is there a chance... Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield are both released and not traded, just released. NFL executives around the league believe there is a high chance that both those players could be released. Now, why can't they find a suitable trade partner? Well, let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm much more high on Jimmy Garoppolo than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I believe talent-wise, Baker Mayfield's a little better. But big-time games, just winning games, managing the games, not making the costly turnover, give me Jimmy Garoppolo. He's proven it. He's taken the 49ers to a Super Bowl. And, you know, we're a couple plays away from going to the Super Bowl again last year. Yes, give me Jimmy G, but the problem is with him is he's coming off shoulder surgery and he's not that great of a thrower. Uh, So how is that going to affect him? And there's also the fact that he's carrying a $25 million cap hit for this upcoming season that not a lot of people want to take on. Especially now, I don't think a lot of people wanted to start taking his contract on his remaining year. Uh, So, I think there is a high chance that he gets released in a team like the Seahawks. Could jump at getting Jeremy Garoppolo, who's seen him up close play him twice a year and knows he can win some big-time games. Compared to Baker Mayfield, the one who loses big-time games, and that's Baker Mayfield. Again, carrying another big cap at around $19, $20 million again, but it's the last year of his cap hit. Uh, and then he could be a free agent. So two very similar situations here with Jimmy G and Baker. But the question is if a team really – has not shown interest to me, especially Jimmy Garoppolo, where I think he is definitely worth a third-round pick. If you look at the Commanders, who gave up a third-round pick for Carson Wentz, and I think 
Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield are better than Carson Wentz right now in this stage of his career. So it's a little odd that there, you know, was never a huge market for either of those quarterbacks. You look at the Colts and Matt Ryan, a third round pick for him. So to me, that's the starting price. I think, uh, now the name goes blank. I know the coach Kyle Shanahan, but the general manager of John Lynch of the San Francisco 49ers uh, played his cards too high, uh, probably declined a decent deal. I think he wanted a first-round pick, uh, and I believe he did get a second-round pick offer, and he was wanted that first-round pick, and that kind of backfired on him. So that hurt, and then the Baker-Mayfield saga with Deshaun Watson, that was all over the place. So you're looking at two guys that could cut, but then again, where is the need for those quarterbacks? Obviously, you look at Houston, there's a need there, but are we fine with Davis Mills? Are we going to tank to enter the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young sweepstakes? Um, you also have the Seattle Seahawks, like I said, they have Drew Locke, Geno Smith. Would they attempt to sign one of those guys? So to me, those are really the two teams clearly in need of a quarterback, maybe Carolina as well, but you drafted a player uh, in Matt Corral. You have Sam Darnold, so that's just going to be a very interesting uh, dynamic there. If they do enter, they have not just a a two-way quarterback competition, but uh, three quarterbacks kind of vying for that spot. So, again, there ain't a huge market left for either of those two quarterbacks. Uh, We'll see where they go, but if if they both were released, I'm a general manager in need of a quarterback, a bridge quarterback, something. Give me Jimmy Garoppolo over Baker Mayfield. I prefer his leadership, his intangibles, his game management style. Give that to me over Baker Mayfield. Now getting into the win under totals, and I'm going to go by division, starting with the AFC East. And the Buffalo Bills. The odds makers uh, in Vegas, you know, books have the Buffalo Bills at 11 and a half wins this season. Last year, they were at, uh, their record was 11 and 6. So do I think we're going to be under or over 11 and a half? I'm going with the over. I think they're going to be the best team in the AFC. I think they have the best offense in the AFC. I think they have the best defense. Number one defense last year added Von Miller. I think this team is ready to erupt. I think they're sick of losing to the Chiefs. However, they do have a tough schedule. The AFC as a whole, this conference, is a gauntlet to go through. But I think that they will be 12-5 and in the number one seed in the AFC. They have tough games that I think they could lose. The Rams, uh, you know, is a toss-up there. You have the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Packers, uh, the Bengals. So you have tough teams. And if you throw in a divisional game uh, here, there, who knows? Uh, but I think they are the cream of the crop of the AFC East. They're the best team in their conference. Uh, I trust Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Sean McDermott. 
uh, to find a way to get the one seed, get first round by, or not playing at Arrowhead uh, two years in a row. You do not want that for a third time. They want home field because it's tough to play in Buffalo in those temperatures with the crowd there. Bills Mafia backing them up. I think they get out to a very hot start, beat some of those tough teams, uh, then regress to the mean, but are still the number one team in the conference. I like the Bills over 11 and a half wins. What about the New England Patriots? They are at eight and a half uh, expected wins. Am I taking the over and under on the eight and a half for the New England Patriots? Last year, they were 10-7. and seven. But to me, while other teams improved, specifically the Jets, who had a really good draft, the Dolphins, who had a really good draft, I'm really torn at this 8.5 because I had them around the 8 and 9, 9-8 and eight mark. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of Bill Belichick, uh, but I think the Dolphins have gotten better than them this offseason. So I'm going to actually go with the under here. Uh, slightly, I'm going with eight and nine. And again, they have a tough schedule. Like I said, they play the Dolphins twice who've improved. Uh, they play the Bills who are clearly better than them. Uh, they play the Packers, the Ravens, uh, the Steelers, the Vikings, uh, the Cardinals, the Bengals, Raiders. They have a really tough schedule. I think they're going to surprise some people and win a few of those games. Uh, but the Patriots, this isn't the Tom Brady Patriots. This is led by Mac Jones. I think they go 8-9, and nine, losing record, uh, miss the playoffs. Uh, that's what I expect the New England Patriots to do. I have them uh, going under that total. Next up, the Miami Dolphins. Last year, they had nine wins, nine and eight. They started the season one and seven to finish nine and eight. And same thing as the New England Patriots. They are expected wins are at um, eight and a half. So do I think they'll be over or under that? I think the Dolphins are going to be over that. I think this is a team that has improved. They win out. Got Tyreek Hill um, all to pair with Jalen Waddell. I think Tua is going to take an extra step. I think this defense is good. I think Mike McDaniel is going to you know, use some motion, not relying on Tua to throw 50-yard bombs. But we've seen Tyreek Hill in space, how dangerous he really is. They added some running backs, Raheem Mostert, uh, Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, – Running the ball, they went out, signed Tehran Armstead. So eight and a half, this is a team I think can win nine and ten games again. Uh, the schedule's, you know, not as difficult as the Patriots because they were, you know, a little worse last year. But they do have a very difficult opening schedule, you know, playing playoff teams right away, Patriots. Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Vikings, Steelers. So it does start out brutal, and then it does get easier on the back end when we play the Texans, Browns, Bears, Jets. So last year they started 1-7, and seven, finished 9-8. and eight. 
I don't think they start one and seven, but I do think they get out to a rough start in the first half of the year and improve in the second half and they get to around, you know, nine, uh, two, eight wins. Next in the division, the New York Jets. Last year, one of the worst teams in the league had four wins. Now the odds makers have them at five and a half wins. So four and 13 last year. Do I think they improve, you know, and surpass the over on five and a half? And this is another another tough one because I thought they had an excellent, excellent draft. Uh, they have a very easy uh, field of play. But they're the Jets. I'm not sold yet on Salah and their competitiveness to kind of close out games. Uh, again, they play the Patriots, the Dolphins, losable games to me. And then they play the Ravens, who I think are just superior to them. The Browns, even though they're in shambles, I think are better. Bengals, I think are better. Steelers are better. Packers are better. They play the Broncos, who are better, like I said, the Bills. So, you know, even I think, you know, the Lions are better than them. So I'm going to go under on five and a half. I think five and 12, I think they improved by one win. But this is still not a good football team. A lot of uh, holes left to be filled on that defensive line. I know they got out and got one in the draft who's really good. But linebackers, safeties, there's still a lot to be desired. And I still am not sold on if Zach Wilson is the guy or not. Uh, He had a terrible start to be here through so many interceptions. He needs to stop the bleeding, and I don't know if he can do that. All right, moving on from the AFC East to the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals. Their over-under is sitting there at 9.5. Last year, they were at 10-7. and seven. So what do I think about them is sitting at 9.5? I'm going to go over. Uh, they had a couple surprising losses last year. Uh, you know, Jets was a surprising one. One to the Browns, they got blown out. But I think they've improved. Yes, they have a very difficult schedule this year. But I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals to win their division and win some of those games as well. Nine and a half, I think they're going to win their division at 10 and 7. It's a very competitive division. But Joe Burrow now went from one of the worst lines in the NFL to what's expected to be one of the better offensive lines in the NFL through free agency, the signing of Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins. You already paired that with a very explosive offensive skill group in an emerging defense. Give me the Bengals over nine and a half. Now Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at seven and a half. Last year, or nine, seven, and one, and I'm going to go with the over. If they're at seven and a half, they go under that. That's the worst Mike Tomlin season ever. Uh, he's never had a losing season, and I don't think he's going to start now. I actually think Kenny Pickett is an upgrade over Big Ben. Uh, not you know prime Big Ben or early Big Ben. But what we've seen from Big Ben the past couple of years has been atrocious. 
I think Kenny Pickett is an upgrade. You look at the Steelers' defense and the way Mike Tomlin coaches, they made the playoffs last year, 9-7-1. and one. Definitely see them being the same or being 9-8, and eight, but don't doubt Mike Tomlin. Uh, every time I think he's going to have a losing season in the past couple of years, uh, this is it. Never, ha- never happens. Always finds a way. So I'm going over with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Next up, the Baltimore Ravens. And their over-under total is at 9.5. Last season, they were 8-9. and nine, But remember, they were 8-3. and three. They lose Lamar Jackson. They don't win a game. They go 8-9, and nine, lose six in a row. And four of those six games are on two-point conversion attempts. Uh, overtime as well. So a really unlucky string there to finish the season. So at 9.5, I'm going to go over. That, I think they're going to go 10-7. and seven. However, I also have the Bengals going 10-7. and seven. But I think the Bengals have a tiebreaker and, and beat them twice. Uh, I think they are a better team. I don't think the Ravens match up well uh, with them. But if I'm the Ravens, I look at my schedule outside of my division – it's pretty favorable. It's favorable to get the Jets, uh, you know, the Dolphins, the Patriots to kind of start with, you know, sandwich Denver, the Giants, the Browns, you know, the Saints, the Panthers, Jaguars. It's it's a very generous schedule outside of their division. Uh, and the way that teams have been playing Lamar in this team uh, has been much better. So I think the Ravens will get to 10 wins. It won't be a good 10 wins or, a you know, convincing 10 wins, but I do think they get there. Cincinnati, however, is better. Lamar Jackson doesn't have the targets that he has. It's just Lamar and Mark Andrews on offense uh, and hoping that the defense is amazing. Now moving on uh, to the AFC South. The Tennessee Titans, who won the division last year, have an over-under total at nine and a half wins. Last season, like I said, they were number one in their division, number one in the conference at 12-5, and five, but now at 9.5. Traded A.J. Brown, no longer had them. They traded or they got their replacement in the first round. But can they surpass the 9.5 total? I think so. Last year, they were surprisingly really good against playoff teams, and they did very well without Derrick Henry. I expect Derrick Henry to be back in full Derrick Henry beast mode this year. Yes, tough schedule, easy division. Uh, I don't know if they finish first. I think it's going to be a coin toss between them and the Colts. But I do think they get to 10-7. and seven. I think there's going to be a lot of 10-7, and 11-6 uh, teams in this uh, conference. But the Tennessee Titans, I do have uh, getting over and nine and a half wins. Now the Indianapolis Colts. Their over under is at nine and a half, just like the Titans. What do I think about the Colts? I'm going to go over on that. Uh, I think the addition of Matt Ryan is good. Uh, I think he's an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Um, I think this division is going to come down to the Titans 
uh, and the Colts. Uh, but if I'm the Colts, I have a little bit more faith with Matt Ryan. Jonathan Taylor emerged as a superstar running back as well. Again, like I said, this is the easiest division uh, by far. In the AFC, all you have to do is win your division to make the playoffs. And I think the Colts are good enough to win the division. Right there with the Titans, I have them over nine and a half uh, this year. Next up, the Houston Texans. Houston, we have a problem. Your over-under is at four and a half. Last season, you have four wins. But I expect you to be the worst team in the league this year. I'm going under on four and a half. This year, uh, I thought they were going to have a number one pick last year. I'm banking on them to get the number one pick again this year. I just don't see them being competitive. Their front office is a mess. Their coach, Lovey Smith, hasn't coached them in the NFL in a while. Wasn't that good in college with Illinois. Um, quarterback situation, Davis Mills. Uh, I don't want to hear the potential of Davis Mills. I don't think he's that guy. Weapons, he's got none. Offensive line has none in defense. There's nothing there. Uh, give me the way, way, way under the four and a half wins. What about Jacksonville? Gone is Urban Meyer. What does Vegas have in store for them? Well, they're over under. Is it six and a half games? Quite a jump considering last year they only had three. And I'm going under six and a half. I think that is a little much for Jacksonville there at six and a half uh, wins. I think they'll be improved, but three to seven is a pretty big jump for a very, very bad team. And I thought they had a decent draft, not the best one. Uh, very confusing. They picked Trevon Walker, uh, but no, I don't have Jaguars getting to seven. I think hovering around the five range is a reasonable, manageable expectations for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them hitting the under. Now moving on to the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs team that lost to the Bengals last year but won their division. What does Vegas have them at? Well, they had them at 10 and a half wins. Last season was 12 and 5, and again, the number two team in the conference. 10 and a half. I'm going over. I like. I still like the Chiefs. I do. I think they're going to have 11 wins. I don't think 12 wins. I think 11. Don't underestimate Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in the Andy Reid system. Yes, I think Tyreek loss is a huge loss when it, uh, you know, when you're talking about deep threats opening up the field in space because they don't have a receiver like that. You can try to hype up Sky Moore with me all you want, but he's not going to make an impact right there like Tyreek Hill will. Juju Smith-Schuster's possession wide receivers, that's kind of what they have now. But I do think this is a good team. The loss of Tyron Matthew hurts. Again, like I said, I think the AFC is going to beat each other up. Kansas City gets 11 wins. Next, the Las Vegas Raiders. Last year was the first time that uh, Derek Carr 
made the postseason. Can he get back there? They got Devontae Adams, and Vegas has Vegas at eight and a half wins, and last year was at ten and seven. And guess what? Give me the over on eight and a half. This is a team I really like. The Raiders only got better, only added Devontae Adams on offense, the best wide receiver. On defense, to pair with Max Crosby, who had an insane amount of quarterback pressures last year, added Chandler Jones. So, yes, give me the over on the Raiders. Like I said, the AFC is very tough, but I do like this Raiders team a lot. I think we're going to come out and surprise a lot of people. Don't have the hardest schedule in the world, so it can be very easy uh, to win some games and get on a real streak here. Next up, the Los Angeles Chargers. Last year missed out because they lost to the Raiders into the finale, and Vegas likes them. They have them at 10 and a half wins, and the Chargers definitely improved this offseason, went out and spent some money uh, for Justin Herbert, Ten and a half when last year uh, they were nine and eight. That's they're expecting a two win improvement because of the additions on defense like J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack. I think those are good additions, but I don't trust Brandon Staley. I don't give me the under on the Chargers. I think ten and seven is good for them. I think it's enough to get them in the playoffs, but. Asking for 11, 12 wins here for the Chargers, I don't think so. And they have a punishing schedule. So the Chargers are going to have to prove that one, and I don't think so. I'm hitting the under on the Los Angeles Chargers. And last team of AFC, the Denver Broncos. Ten and a half wins. Last season had seven. Again, Pro Football Focus had them is the Highest improvement and win total expected with the Russell Wilson trade. Everybody is banking on the Russell Wilson trade. So many people think this trade is going to turn around. So last year, um, they were 7 and 10, and people expect them to be around that 10.5 mark. Vegas has them at 10.5, and and do I have the over or under on that? I'm going under. Uh, I think they'll be at 10 wins. I don't think they get to 11. I think Russell Wilson is going to help out a ton on this team. But again, brutal division with the Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs. And then they have some decent outside games as well, outside their division of the Ravens, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Titans. So uh, not easy, the 49ers, not easy by any stretch of the imagination. I think Russell Wilson is going to make them a winning team. However, I don't see that big of an improvement with the Denver Broncos uh, to have them the number one spot in the AFC. I'm hitting the under on the Denver Broncos. Now moving on to the NFC. Starting with the Dallas Cowboys. Vegas has them at 105 Last year uh, was at 12. They were 12 and 5. But Vegas has them at 10 and a half. And I'm on the fence here with the Cowboys. 
They traded Amari Cooper. They lost Randy uh, Gregory. So two big losses on either side. I think Micah Parsons is going to elevate his game. But Zeke has kind of been lost the past couple of years now. This is not a clutch team. Mike McCarthy, I'm going to go under on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, very, very tough start to the season with the Buccaneers. The Bengals, you throw the Rams in there. Uh, Eagles, Packers at first half is brutal. The Vikings as well. So I'm going under on Dallas. I think for asking a lot of C.D. Lamb, I don't know if C.D. Lamb is that guy. I think he's a terrific wide receiver, but I'm not ready to put him in the top 10 uh, conversation. Yet, like a lot of people are predicting, you know, he could have this year. I'm under on the Dallas Cowboys at 10 and a half. What about the Eagles? Eagles, to me, had one of the best drafts, a great offseason. And Vegas only has them at eight and a half. Last season at nine wins. So, yes, I'm going over on Philadelphia. Like I said, you know, while the Dallas has a uh, tough stretch to the season, Philly has a very favorable schedule. It has a fairly decent opening uh, first half and same second half. Fairly decent. Nothing too challenging there. To me, their toughest game is the Packers, and they get that at home. So uh, if I'm the Eagles, I'm Eagles fans, I'm very happy with this, with how my team looks. And now the only question mark is Jalen Hurts the guy, is the guy. Because if Jalen Hurts is the guy, they're easily going to hit over the eight-and-a-half win total that Vegas has in that. But if he's not the guy, they're going to be sitting around that eight-and-nine mark teetering there. But I think there's a lot of talent around him in Philadelphia on both sides of the ball uh, to where it's not all going to rely on Jalen Hurts. And they hit the over win total this year. Now, what about the new Washington Commanders with the addition of Carson Wentz last year? Went 7-10 and and Vegas has them at 7.5. I don't know about Carson Wentz. They didn't have a great quarterback situation. Last year, Fitzmagic didn't play a lot. He relied a lot on Heineke. I think that Carson Wentz is an improvement, but I think the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles are clearly better than the Commanders. And you throw in some of the other games that they play, uh, the 49ers, the Vikings, the Packers, I'm not high on the Commanders. I'm not high on Ron Rivera. This team name either the Commanders. I'm going under the seven and a half. Uh, I think they'll be at another seven and ten team, and that's kind of uh, going to be the mantra of Washington. Now, what about the New York Giants and what could be the last year for Daniel Jones? The New York Giants, seven and a half. Another big jump. Last season, they were four and 13, and Vegas expects them at seven and a half. So if I'm going over, I have them going eight and nine, 
with Daniel Jones. Yes, I thought they had a good draft, but not that good. And I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. Uh, give me the under, under, under. That to me is if you want to make free money, put the under on the New York Giants right now because they have just been a pitiful franchise. So to expect eight wins from them this year, no, 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 no. The Giants, laughing stock of the league, they're down there with the Jets. You know, last five years, them and the Jets have been, I think, the worst team in terms of win-loss. I mean, it's just inept, that city. Uh, and I don't have the Giants doing big things here this year. Give me the under on the New York Giants. Moving on to another NFC division, the NFC North, starting with the Green Bay Packers, uh, who have had not a great offseason, losing the best wide receiver in the league, Devontae Adams, not really drafting or finding his replacement in the first round, drafting defense, but Vegas has him at 11 and a half wins. And they always have, you know, they're in an easy division, so they can beat up on the Bears uh, and the Lions. But I'm going under on the Packers. I think we're going to be around 11 and and 6 is their record. Uh, I don't think it'll be 12 and 5, 13 and 14. Uh, You know, they're not as good on paper as they were last year. I do think Aaron Rodgers is good, uh, but how much does he have left? You know, and the tank just, you know, will to win there. And when you look at the schedule outside of their division, I think the Vikings can match up well with them. Uh, They play the Buccaneers, uh, the Bills, the Eagles, the Titans, the Rams. Uh, So definitely not the easiest division out there. But I do think the Packers win it. And uh, they do hit the under on their win total. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings. Vegas has them at eight and a half last year. Uh, they were eight and nine. And to me, it's just a reflection of Kirk Cousins' career. That's just what it is, folks. He is a 500 quarterback. Um, that's what he's been. That's what he's always been. And that's what I think he'll continue to be uh, in his career. So eight and nine, if it's at eight and a half, I'll give them the over. I do think they beat, I think they will be a nine and eight. I think the head coach might be a little better on offense. They have to figure out that defense. Uh, but again, Kirk Cousins, I am not sold on him. Like I said, his name has been con artist Kirk this whole time because he gets his money always and he really has nothing to show for it. He doesn't. No playoff wins, no big time wins. Uh, that's con artist Kirk, and he's going to continue to do that the rest of his career uh, and poach the Vikings out of resources. Now the Chicago Bears. What about them? Six and a half, last year six. Give me the under. That improved. Yes, they fired Matt Nagy, which is good, but outside of 
what they've done. They traded Allen Robinson. Don't really, they haven't really built around Justin Fields. It's, it's kind of pathetic. They traded Khalil Mack. So you're expecting me to be, expecting me to believe her to be a little better because of getting rid of their best player on defense. Akeem Hicks left as well. And, you know, one of their better players on offense. No, I'm not buying that. I think they're going to be worse this year. And it's sad because you want to surround uh, Justin Fields with talent because I think he is a good quarterback on his rookie deal. But the Bears are not doing that because of that. I'm going under on them. The Detroit Lions, six and a half wins expected. Last season, three. Give me the over on the Detroit Lions. I don't think the Detroit Lions are there yet. I think they're one year removed from being a playoff team. But give me the over. I like them being seven and ten. Very, very easy schedule. And if I have to compare them to some of the other worst teams like the Giants, the Jags, the Jets, Lions are better. They just are better than the Panthers, I believe, the Bears. So I believe the Lions can do it. I believe they can win some games. Give me Dan Campbell as the head coach, and I think that this is a team that's going to go out and win some games this year. Give me the over on the Detroit Lions. Next up, the NFC South, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their over-under is at 11 and a half. And give me the over, folks, please. I think they're going to be 13 and 4 again. I think they're going to be the best team in the NFC. Yes, easy division. They'll beat up on the Panthers, the Falcons. Saints might be rough, but a lot of their games... Tough games are at home. Bengals at home. Rams at home. Ravens at home. Packers at home. Uh, give me the over on the Ravens. I'm not going to sell Tom Brady the goat short at all uh, in this team. I think this team is going to be better with Todd Bowles as a head coach. I think there's going to be uh, less confusion on defense and a more assertive offense, oh, confident offense with Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich. What about the New Orleans Saints? Do I think they'll hit the over or the under on seven and a half wins? Last year had, you know, nine wins. And I think they've improved a little bit. Uh, quarterback situation still a bit murky with Jameis Winston and his recovery from the ACL surgery. But Michael Thomas looked to be healthy. They drafted Chris Olave. They signed Jarvis Landry. Uh, signed Tyron Matthew Marcus May. Added a lot of pieces. I think that's a good sign. That's a sign of a winning team. So seven and a half when they were had nine wins last year. Give me the over on the Saints. This is going to be, you know, a really solid team and a team you don't want to face. Give me the over again. What about the Atlanta Falcons? The pitiful Falcons. Four and a half expected in last year. We're 7-10. and 10. You know, they weren't that bad. They were kind of in the playoff race there. Um, do I think they'll be over-under the four-and-a-half mark? Uh, well, they got rid of Matt Ryan. They, you know, have Drake London. They drafted Kyle Pitts, who's young and good. You know, I'm, 
I'm going to go over. I'm, I think they're going to go five and twelve. I'm nervous about this one because I easily think they could have, you know, uh, three or four wins because, again, the defense. There's nothing there desirable, but maybe Desmond Ritter will get a shot and win a few games. We don't know. I'll take the over, but I'm, you know, it's not the most confident pick I've ever done. What about the Carolina Panthers? Five and a half last year were five and 12. Again, quarterback situation is a bit of a dilemma. Robbie Anderson has tweeted that he's thinking about retirement. Who knows what's going on there? This is a team in uh, turmoil. Matt Rule's clearly not the coach, not the man for the job. So five and a half wins. Uh, you know, last year I believe they were five and five. You know, started off three and zero, oh, went to five and five, and then lost every game left. You know, finished off zero and seven. So, do I think they're going to buck that trend and be great now? No, I don't. Give me the under on the Panthers. I think another five-win season is where this team is heading. That's just the facts. Now time for the Rams defending Super Bowl champions. But the odds makers have them at 10.5 wins, and last year were 12-5. and five. Guess what? I'm going under on the Rams. Why? Because a big part of their offense late in the season was OBJ. Yes, they got Allen Robinson. They traded Robert Woods. They don't have a number three wide receiver. I'm not sold on Van Jefferson. Andrew Whitworth retired. Von Miller left the defense there. I don't think Bobby Wagner, you know, is that coverage linebacker, uh, you know, is that, you know, or even as good as he once was. And the Rams have the toughest schedule in the NFL. I look at it and it is, you know, no weeks off for the Los Angeles Rams. No cupcake games, no circling wins, you know. Maybe the Panthers, you can pencil in there already. But the schedule's very tough. Uh so I think because of that, I think there's be a Super Bowl hangover uh with this team. And the Rams are under the eleven and a half that Vegas has them at. Now moving on to the Arizona Cardinals. Last year, you know, started off seven and zero, ten and two, and finished eleven and six. And it, but they have them at nine and a half this season. Uh, this is a very you know interesting team. They lost Chandler Jones. They added Marquise Brown. But they lost DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games due to the PED suspension. Is Kyler going to take a leap this season or not? Nine and a half wins here. I don't see it. I see them going nine and eight. I'm going under on the Arizona Cardinals. You know, it's a tough schedule. And I look a lot. I'll look at a lot of those teams. I just think they're superior. The Chiefs, the Raiders, uh, the Rams. Um, you know, the 49ers, the Cardinals, Broncos, Bucks, it's tough. Uh, and I don't think they're there yet with the upper echelon of teams in the NFL. What about the 49ers? Vegas has them at nine and a half, surprisingly low. Last year they were 
ten and seven, but there has been some turmoil. But question mark: Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel holding out. Can they get to nine and a half? I'm going over. I think they get ten plus again. Have a chance to win the division. I'm going over on them. Uh, I think Trey Lance has a lot of potential. They keep Debo. They got stuff in the bag. I'm going over. And then last but not least, the Seattle Seahawks. Over or under on them. Oddsmakers had them at 5.5. Last year they were 7-10. and 10. Now no Russell Wilson. Give me the under on the Seattle Seahawks on 5.5. I think they'll be top 5 pick, lottery pick. Uh, team with a lot of problems. Give me the under on the Seattle Seahawks. Now moving on to the NBA Finals. Celtics Warriors are at two apiece, heading into a pivotal Game 5. Monday night, Game 4 yesterday, the Warriors won uh, by 10, outscoring uh, the Celtics, you know, by... 15 points, or set my bad, uh, 17 points in the second half. Steph Curry with a great performance, 43 points, uh, 10 rebounds. You know, was hitting tough shots on good defense. But Steph uh, carried uh, the team home in that game. You know, Jason Tatum led the team with 23 points, but had to take 23 shots. He was not efficient. He has to be better. He said he has to be better. He said while he's facilitating, he knows he can be a more effective scorer. And I agree, he's got to be better. Al Horford's got to be better in the pick and roll while on the high screen with Steph Curry. He's getting toasted every single time. Al Horford has got to be better. Marcus Smart was jacking up threes yesterday, which he had no point doing there at the end of the game. 18 points on 18 shots, and Jalen Brown a little roughed up. You know, 21 points on that, 19 shots. Not efficient. Shot 40% from the field, 40% from three. Not their best game, especially late when the game was around 97-94. And it was just empty possessions by both teams. A lot of driving in by the Celtics, kicking out. They had wide open looks, some good looks, and they were just not making shots uh, there late in the game. But also late in the game, the Warriors did not play Draymond Green. This series, he's nowhere to be seen. A plus-minus of zero. Two points last night. Hasn't scored double-digit points this whole NBA Finals. Steve Kerr had to bench him. But they won this game uh, late, not playing Draymond Green. Playing Andrew Wiggins. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevon Hooney, Jordan Poole. That was a winning lineup there being no Draymond Green. Uh, so is he a liability at this point? He has to be better if they want to win. I mean, to me, these are this isn't, you know, the most perfect NBA Finals because there's players on both sides who could be playing better. You've got Draymond Green, former Defensive Player of the Year, who could be playing better. Clay Thompson, as well, has not been playing great this series. He could step up more. Boston Celtics are a superstar. Jason Tatum has been outshined by Steph Curry. 
he needs to step up. You know, Al Horford had a great game one, but where's he been since? Uh, same with Derek White. So this, you know, a lot of question marks on both sides, but pivotal game five. But the one stat, you know, I like, even though it's going to be in Chase Center in the Bay Area, every time Boston's lost this postseason, they've rebounded and won the next game rather convincingly. I think the streak is going to continue. I think Boston takes game five, uh, you know, and is up, you know, three to two in this series. Um, You know, I had Celtics in seven. I'm sticking with that. You know, I think they win five. I think the Warriors win game six, and Celtics are going to celebrate on the Warriors' home floor. I like the Celtics to still come out top on this series. But Tatum is going to have to play better to meet Jalen Brown. If the Celtics win this series, it's still finals MVP. And then if Golden State wins, it's Steph Curry. He'd be finals MVP because he's been brilliant uh, this finals run uh, for them. You know, so we'll see where it goes, but... Last night's game to me was the most entertaining, best game, you know, of the finals, you know, you know, late in the game there, uh, it was still close. So, you know, we'll see what happens Monday night, but I like the Celtics. Next up, the NHL finals, Lightning Rangers tonight, who wins this, who closes out? Tampa Bay up 3-2, and I think they close out the Rangers. Uh, tonight, I had the Lightning winning this series in seven. I think the Lightning win in six. You know, they have a momentum now. They've won three in a row, uh, deflated the Rangers on home ice celebrating. I like the Lightning uh, to win this game. I think Vasilevsky is locked in now, and the lucky puck bounces have been going to the defending champs. So I think the Lightning close out the series uh, tonight in six. This has been Unbothered with Josh Morani on your Saturday. I'll talk to you all later. Bye, everybody.